Andrew Bush here from Random Bush. I'm the Bush part. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today. This is a very cool episode. It's just the sketches. It's, uh, you know, if you've never listened to the show before, we have some audio sketches in between our regular conversations and interviews. And this is them kind of all put together. So if you're a big fan of just the sketches, oh my goodness, this episode is for you. Enjoy. Remember, kids, Selfish Unicorn always says... A penny saved is a penny earned. After all, money doesn't grow on trees. Wait, why did you make that face? Yeah, you, in the second row. Do you know something about money trees? Where are they? Oh, you want to stonewall me. Do you want to find out what a horseshoe tastes like, punk? Tell me where the money trees are! The Dew of Breath. Savannah. Esteban. I'm so glad I found you. But I thought your father sent you on a company retreat. I sent my assistant in my place. Oh, Savannah. No mere weekend workshop can keep me from you. I can't deny our love any longer. I have something I need to tell you. No, Esteban. We can't. I love you too. But we have to accept the facts. Your father is a mass scientist supervillain, and my father is a superhero and sworn nemesis of your father. And no matter how hard we wish it wasn't so, it is. Please, Esteban, don't make this any harder than it has to be. Just, just go. Savannah. I, I can't. I, no, no. There you are. What is this? I know you are up to no good. But this... I didn't know you had a twin brother. I don't have a twin. Esteban! You have been converting with my clone. Esteban! I had him created to sit in on meetings and take phone calls in my place. I recently learned he's been sneaking out and pretending to be me all over town. Esteban! No! I followed him here to see what he's been up to. I suspected espionage or the planning of a takeover. But to discover he's been converting around with a dirty hero girl? This is a new low. Even for a clone of me, Savannah. Esteban, no. No, 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 Esteban. No, just, just go. Just go. (laughs) Will Savannah break the clone, Esteban's heart? Will the real Esteban ever reveal his true and secret feelings for Savannah? Will Savannah ever tell anyone she is pregnant with a clone of Esteban's, and therefore technically Esteban's, but not Esteban's baby? Find out next time on The Dew of Breath. Kevin Spacey of Kevin Spacey's Intimate Spaces. Here at our store, we have hundreds of selections of fine boudoir and lounge furniture for you to choose from. I'm sure you'll find the perfect piece to bring an intimate space into your own home. 
And this holiday weekend, we will be dropping prices to as low as 25% off on all Mayer and Lorik two-piece sets. That's this weekend only. And during this holiday season, for every dollar you spend at Kevin Spacey's Intimate Spaces, we'll be donating a dollar to a youth outreach program for children in need. That's right. Every dollar you spend will go towards helping us touch children. Ch children, children's lives. So stop by Kevin Spacey's Intimate Spaces, located at 1110 Bower Avenue in downtown at the corner of Westlake Village. fun time out there right now. Coming to the stage now, all the way from Jerusalem, can you believe it? This young comedian, he's great. Please give it up for your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a hand. Hey, thank you, thank you. It's so good to be here. What a great audience. Huh. Well, I just flew in from Jerusalem, and boy, are my arms tired. You no, know, really, I, I flew here. Yes. One of my lesser known powers. See, there's the, uh, I got the whole healing hands. That's really more the bread and butter, but everybody knows about that one. There's the uh, transmutation of water, but I save that really for the weekends. It's just more for like funsies, you know? And uh, flight, as, as we had just talked about. And of course, my final power is uh, forgiveness. What's that? Oh, you don't think forgiveness is a superpower? Well, I'll tell you what, I forgive you. My dad says hi. Yeah, he's a super popular guy. Everybody loves him. It's really difficult, you know, being the son of such a famous guy. Uh, Maddox and Jaden, they don't know what they're missing. I, well, Blanket. Blanket. He has a good idea, actually. He had, he had it pretty rough. My dad's extremely supportive of me being a stand-up comic. Well, he's supportive by nature. I guess that's part of his gig. Uh, he has a great sense of humor himself. He just shows it in strange ways, like Kevlar. Did you know that Kevlar in its natural form is dayglow orange? Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that when you think about it. Hilarious. Or the platypus. Oh man, me and the old man have laughed a lot about that old platypus. Come on man, a beaver with a duck bill that lays eggs? Ridiculous. <laughs> Dad really must have tied one on the day he invented that. I've been making efforts to modernize my teachings. Today's Christian is very succinct. We move in a very fast-paced world, and when considering that, I've summed up all the Ten Commandments into one easy-to-remember super commandment, and it is as follows. Don't be a dick. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really simple philosophy. Don't be a dick. But I feel if, if you just, you know, if you pursue and really persist on not Love being you, a Jesus. dick, I told you to wait by the cameras. So. Priests really crack me up. They're very conflicted individuals. Leave it to a bunch of guys who swore off sex to invent the schoolgirl outfit. Am I right? Or am I right? If Christians are so excited about faith, why are they so stuffy about gambling? Do you realize that every nun everywhere in the world is married? To me? Yeah. You have no idea what a prolific polygamous alimony payment looks like. All right, guys, that's my time. Thank you so much. And remember, I love you. Alright, you've been a great audience. Have a great night. Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, give him a big hand. back to the Great Barnyard Debate. I am Horace, and joining me today in my stall is Goose. Goose, 
Always a pleasure. Thank you, Horst. I'm very excited to be here. We are excited to have you. Now, we're about to begin the second half of this bolsterous debate. Goose, how do you think these two contenders are matching up today? Well, Doc has always led a passionate argument regarding moving forward as a community and providing equal opportunity to all barnyard animals regardless of claw, hoof, or footprint. Whereas Rooster has staunchly stood on his morals of conservatism and traditionalism, which to his credit are not without their merits. It's a bit of a pickle horse, and to be perfectly honest, I just can't tell which side of the fence I fall on this one. I understand your hesitance to take a definitive side on this, Goose. Well, hold on there. I'm no Fairweather fan. I'm just saying that both are presenting valid arguments. It seems that the entire barnyard is sharing our interest as they have all gathered into the barn to preview the second half of this great debate. It's been years since everyone took such an interest in our local governmental procedures. Even the piglets and calves are in attendance. It's good to see the youth taking such an interest. If everyone is ready, I believe we'll go ahead and get started. Rooster, when we last gathered, you had the floor for the final point. So we'll direct the first question to Duck this time. Goose, if you will. Thank you, Horse. Now, Duck, cock-a-doodle-doing has traditionally always been within Rooster's wheelhouse. Why the sudden interest? Thank you, Goose. As we see it, the role of cock-a-doodle-doing is essential to the modern democratic process. For most barnyard constituents, the cock-a-doodle-doo is the dominant source of information about the farm. They tell us what matters. They tell us who matters. The way we vote, the way we answer opinion polls. This is based largely on cock-a-doodle-doo information. So quality of democracy now depends on the information they provide. Thank you, Doc. And Rooster, your rebuttal? Thank you, Goose. What's curious about this view is that there's absolutely no evidence to support it. In fact, the bulk of Duck's so-called evidence suggests that the cock-a-doodle-doo tends to be biased the other way. According to Duck's constant insistence, the spectrum of opinions most often represented goes from the center to the right, while voices on the left are generally absent. This, of course, does not represent the actual, nor does it represent the opinions of myself or my supporters. This is the essence of Duck's thesis. Cock-a-doodle-doo, i.e. the mainstream media, has long since represented an elite interest. And they serve those elite interests in a way that can be described as carrying out a propaganda function. Oh, here we go. Keep listening, everyone. This is where Duck will tell you about clandestine meetings behind the back shed and secret societies that pull the strings from the shadows. Why don't you tell them the one about how my grandfather and Farmer Brown are in it together? I understand you're rather fond of slandering my family name in that manner. Okay, everyone. Let's try to keep this professional. We're not here to sling mud at each other. Moving on. Rooster, what do you have to say regarding the abuses of information, editing, or flack as it has come to be known? Well, thank you for providing me the opportunity to address this issue directly, Horse. Duck and his supporters are very fond of using the metaphor of filters. There's all this information out there, but only some of it can get through. Now, of course, the use of filters is inevitable. 
The cock-a-doodle-doo has always had to select and edit information. However, that filtering isn't just a question of free journalistic judgment. It's heavily influenced by a series of institutional pressures, such as who owns the media, the role of advertisers, the kind of sources that are used, and a more direct form of pressure that Duck calls flack. Well, I say quack to flack. The key question in any democracy is what makes it through the filters and what gets filtered out. And, Duck, your rebuttal. When we talk about media ownership and cock-a-doodle-doing, we're talking about the ownership and control by very wealthy people who have interlocking directorships with many other corporations. Now, very often, they don't intervene in a direct way, but that in no way means that they will not. For example, Larry Grossman, who was president of NBC, in his autobiography, mentions that GE chairman of the board, Jack Welsh, pointed to him and said, remember, you work for General Electric Corporation. Now, in the case of hands-on owners like Rooster, they obviously come in and impose an overall policy that placates to the direct needs of their subsidiaries. And not the needs of Barnyard at large. We are entering a new millennium with just a few huge corporations. You got Time Warner, ABC Disney, Viacom, and of course our very own Cockadoodle-Doo. That are not just in the news media, but the entire culture from record labels to magazines to film studios to cable TV stations. We've seen a massive concentration in other industries too, but within the Cockadoodle-Doo, the dangers of that narrowing are much more troubling to myself and my fellow barnyard mates. Duck is attempting to obfuscate the point. The Cockadoodle-Doo is a time-honored tradition. The cock-a-doodle-doers are not supposed to express their opinions. Opinions are supposed to be on the editorial pages. On the front page, you have the news. And cock-a-doodle-doo is front page, my friends. I assure you that. At least it's been under the watchful eye of the roosters. But, of course, Duck thinks he knows better. Duck finds our traditions the very pillars our society are built on as mostly meaningless. Now... Roosters do express opinions, but they don't put them in the cock-a-doodle-doo. We know that the way to express an opinion is to go to an expert and ask the expert, what do you think about such and such? And then you quote the expert. That's not your opinion. Quoting the expert, it's called being objective. But of course... You handpick those supposed experts, so they will express the acceptable opinions. This is the barnyard, not the jungle. I will not say it again. Control yourselves, please. Goose, if you will. Thank you, Horace. Now, we easily become accustomed to thinking that the Farmer Browns of this farm cautiously run the barnyard as large, faceless entities. What could they care of the issues all the way up there in the big house? But we know deep down that... That is just not true. They're actually run by down-to-earth, caring people with opinions of their own. And sure, a few of them might be liberal on some issues that don't affect the bottom line, like abortion or building some prison facilities. But when it comes to the bulk of issues, they're significantly more conservative than most Americans. I'd like to welcome a very special guest to the discussion panel this evening. Joining us now to assist in the moderating of tonight's debate, I'm very proud to present Farmer Brown. What the, what the hell is going on in here? 
Get back to your stalls right now. How did all the animals get out? What the? Who, who put a tie on the dog? Come on, y'all. Hello, Kevin Spacey of Kevin Spacey's Intimate Spaces here. Uh, look guys, we have hundreds of boudoir and lounge pieces here, and we have received some feedback that is suggestive in nature. Um, I'm assuming it's in regards to our sales this holiday weekend. So, at Intimate Spaces, from our family to yours, including my wife Linda, I just wanted to clear the air. Our boudoir pieces are handcrafted artisanal items intended for your intimate space. The 25% off is a fair price in any market, considering that the Lord Branchaise is hand-stitched in France. And for over eight generations, the Mayer brand two-piece comfort set has been a standard and loungewear furniture. However, because of people's expressed emotional outrage, I'm willing to bring the sale prices to 30% off. Now, I know that 30% does not feel like a sale, but please understand, these are fully assembled quality pieces we sell and they are guaranteed to last. And I'm willing to take that loss of profit because we know that if you experience Kevin Spacey's Intimate Spaces, you will want to come back for more experiences here. Oh, and folks, uh, I'm a little unclear of the anger directed in regards to the youth outreach program, but we have partnered with Touching Children Youth Program before in the past, and we made some real connections with the children, and they could really use all of our help this holiday season. So please come to our location at 1110 Bower Avenue at the corner of Westlake, and please, if you have any questions or comments, we have opened up a line, a support line, so please do not call my wife or go to my son's school to yell at them. The number is right here. It's 512-211-3804. So please no more emails. Uh, we can't take any more emails and do not go to my kid's school. We have already had complaints and we are on alert. Okay? Thanks. Hi. Are you in the market for a quality cabinet? I'm Joseph of Arimathea, and I am a cabinet maker here at Joseph's and Sons Cabinets. We got all kinds of cabinets for you. We have big cabinets, little cabinets, and that's about it. And if you don't believe me, just ask my son Jesus. You're not my real dad. Right on, kiddo. You got it. So... If you like cabinets, come on down to Joseph's and Sons Cabinets at the corner of Lamb and Hovel. We'll do anything to make you happy. Joseph and Sons Cabinets. Da -da -da -da. In 1847, archaeologists Dr. Arnold Answalter and his partner Dr. Philip Turing III uncovered a curious stack of stone tablets, carbon dated to the Paleolithic period. Curious because of the strange, undecipherable language scratched into the surface of each tablet. For the better part of the previous two centuries, linguists and codebreakers alike have struggled to reveal what this most ancient language is communicating to us. And now, Thanks to recent advancements in computer technology, a basic translation has been retrieved. Based on the content of the initial translated passages, the tablets appear to be the notebook of humanity's first philosopher, referred to in the text only as Ugg. And now, I'm very proud to present a reading from the philosophy of Ugg. 
Where sun go at night? Dark, scary. Pride laundry detergent keeps my colors brighter and my whites whiter. It seems vaguely racist, but when you stop and think about it, it's just laundry detergent with a high moral code and an all-American patriotic drive. And sure, maybe Pride Laundry Detergent has been negatively associated with superior race organizations in the past, but that's only when you look at it through a very strict filter, as Pride Laundry Detergent is an all-inclusive product formulated to clean clothing regardless of race, gender, or even religious or political association of the person wearing it. Pride laundry detergent. It gets my colors brighter and my whites whiter. Still, not racist, and never was. Just a poor association of modern verbiage due to an ever-shrinking language foundation, which is in itself an example of a larger cultural demonstration of a lesser people influencing a decimating unified culture. Okay, a little racist, but still, damn good laundry detergent. Pride laundry detergent, now available in Mountain Spring and Ocean Mist. Hello, Kevin Spacey of Kevin Spacey's Intimate Spaces. Okay, uh, it's recently come to my attention that there is another Kevin Spacey who is an actor in Hollywood. Now I found this out on the interweb and this Kevin Spacey, the other Kevin Spacey, has been accused of some pretty heinous acts with children and minors. Now I just wanted to clarify to all of my customers that I am not that Kevin Spacey. I would not behave in that manner and I have never been in a movie. However, I did play a pilgrim. I played pilgrim number three in Bauer Elementary's third grade production of Miss Feldman's A Thanksgiving Day Miracle. Besides that one acting job and the spelling of our names, that is where our similarities stop. I have attempted to clarify this fact with my family. My wife has taken my children and will not return my calls. So if anyone out there has seen her, has seen Linda, could you please explain the difference to her? I am not that Kevin Spacey. What I am is the proud supplier of boudoir and lounge furnishings and accessories, and my family has been selling these items for 20 years, I will have you know. And in light of my recent discovery and the clearing up of my name of any confusion of what my identity is as of who sells Chase Lounges and who molests children, I sell Chase Lounges. I will have you know that the mayor and Lord Brands are back up to 25% off. Do not ask for 30, so help me, do not ask for 30% off because 30% off for a handcrafted artisanal boudoir piece is quite frankly ludicrous. Oh, and here's another fact regarding the Touching Children's Outreach Program. Yes, I get it. In hindsight, that is a bad name for us to have partnered with in light of that other Kevin Spacey. And due to the misunderstanding, that organization has refused our services. And now, hundreds of children will not be touched by our generosity. And this was a real generosity brought in by our community, okay? One more note, Kevin Spacey's Intimate Spacey's is changing their name. We are now gonna be called Kevin's Furniture Store. That's right, not a cute name anymore, like Intimate Spaces. It works with the name, Kevin Spacey's Intimate Spacey's, but not anymore, okay? Kevin's Furniture Store, same location, 1110 Bower Avenue at the corner of Westlake. Kevin's Furniture Store, if that's okay with you guys. Hopefully, you won't confuse me with other Kevins. And, and I just wanted to say one more thing, that I think it's unfortunate that the other Kevin Spacey and his reputation have now continued to negatively affect children. Thank you. Linda, I'm home. 
Monster, is that you? Yes, Linda, hello. Hey, Monster, I'm in the kitchen. Oh, uh, coming to you. Hello, Linda. How, how was work today, Monster? Oh, you know, busy as always. Brought to you by letter Q, yada, yada, yada. Oh, Q, that, that sounds like a tough week. Yes. Monster, I need to talk to you about something. Yes, Linda, what is it? It's kind of important. Okay, I'm listening. I got a call from the school today. What about? Monster Jr. has been hiding something in his locker. What? Cookie. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. What kind of cookie? It doesn't matter what kind of cookie. It's kind monster. of matter what kind of cookie, Linda. No, monster. This is what, what I've been telling you about. Cookies? It's your addictive behaviors. Now they're transferring over to our son. I knew this day would come for Monster Junior. Monster, you need to go up there and have a conversation. Okay. With him right now. Okay, Linda. I'll go and talk to him, girl. We can't let this get out of control. I know, Linda. I know. He can't go through what you went through. I know, Linda. This is Monster's worst fear. Hello, Monster Jr. Hey, Dad. Hey, son. I hear that you got in a little bit of trouble at school. Oh, gosh, Dad. It's crazy. Listen, son. I don't want you eating cookies. They're not good for you. They lead down a dark path. But they're so good, Dad. I, I love the chocolate chips. No, and chocolate the, chip is the worst of all cookies. Oh, and the macadamia. No, son. Oh, listen, no. And the listen. peanut butters. Listen, oh, they're son. so good in my mouth, in my belly. I love cookies. No, Junior, listen. You cannot eat any more cookies. You got to promise your father no more cookies. But Dad, I go on the internet and I watch all your stuff from back in the eighties and the nineties. You used to love cookies. Listen, that was a dark and different time back then. Okay, Monster was a different person back then. He's so much more wholesome now. Okay, now you eat vegetables. Now I want you to do something for me. Okay. Listen to the Random Bush Show. You must listen. And no more cookies. Promise me, son. Okay, Dad. Promise me no more cookies. No more cookies. Okay, son. I love you very much. I love you too, Dad. I love you so much. I love you. Well, this is Just the Sketches, and you sat through the whole thing, so I'm going to presume that you enjoyed the show, and that's awesome. Thank you so much. If you could do me a solid and tell other people how much you enjoyed the show, then maybe they would come and also enjoy the show, and then you two could go like out on a picnic, and you could have a talk, and you'd be like, I really like that. I really like that. Oh my goodness, look how much we have in common. And now you have a new friend. That's awesome. So get out there, make some new friends, and come about this show, and we got a whole new season coming at you in just a little bit. So keep tuning in because it's coming. We'll see you on season three.